Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Today, we're going to talk about MSU football actually winning a game while the number four preseason Michigan State basketball team laid a complete egg at home in their technical season opener against JMU on Monday night. Uh, I guess we'll start off with the good stuff, right? I guess we'll start off with football. Oh, yeah. Um, MSU football. The <laughs> yeah, stuff. the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, MSU finally wins a football game. Harlan Burnett's first win as head coach. Um, they beat Nebraska 20-17. Honestly, it was a super ugly game, but MSU didn't make a ton of mistakes, and that's why they won this football game. I don't think they turned the ball over at all. Nebraska turned the ball over four times, and the Spartans found a way to win a game. I mean, I'm, I was happy for the players on the team. I'm happy for Harlan Burnett. They deserve to get a win for all the, for all the crap they went through. Uh, it felt good. I I know this is kind of sad, but it felt good to walk out of Spartan Stadium with a win on Saturday. Um, I'm I'm just I've grown so sick watching this football team, and it just felt great. Like walking out, hey, we won a football game, man! Like it felt good. You know, it also feels good. Nebraska fans who are pretty much regarded by most as like a very friendly bunch, like people who like they to are. be around them. They are um, very passionate group. Also, that's their. That's their professional sports team, is Nebraska Cornhuskers right. football. Um, it's just kind of fun to think that there's a bunch of Nebraska fans out there that consider Spartan Stadium like a house of horrors. I mean, they don't come to East Lansing and win often. They did. When was the last time they won there? 2012? Yeah. Like I said. I think, I think you're right. 2012. Yeah. Um, yeah, MSU. Yeah, they beat them they, in 21, too. Uh, the Jaden Reed... Uh, punt return touchdown. I thought MSU was going to lose that game for sure. Right? Yeah. I, there were people that left that game. Well, it's uh, it's just kind of funny that uh, MSU is a plus four turnover margin and they squeak out a win. <laughs> I mean, how do you win that game by only three points? <laughs> like that's just well. If it was plus, let, let, hypothetical. If it was a plus three turnover margin, does lose. MSU lose? Probably, yeah. I think so. So that's what we're. That's the margin of error we're. Yeah. We're working. Yeah, the Ohio State week. game on Saturday should go really well. That's the that's the portion <laughs> we're working with. I'm in, I'm interested to talk about that, but keep going on what you. Uh, were. but yeah, Nebraska. I mean, MSU. The refs were horrible both ways. Nebraska fans, and by the way, shout out to MSU fans. There were way more fans of that game than I thought there would be. Um, it filled up for the most part. Really, I mean, there were empty spots in the upper deck, but I mean, when the team sucks, that's the way it is. Um. But th- there was, there was a lot of people in that game, and it was a noon game to watch a three and uh, two and six team. I mean, that's like impressive. How like, was the tailgating scene? I did not make it. There were not a lot of people out, but I mean, there were still some people out. We well, had, for I know this is kind of just you and me talking now, but like, give me a like a percentage. Like, I know what a full a day lo- is. a lot of the the lot didn't fill up. I mean, so like fifty percent of the spots. No, it was probably seventy five percent. Okay. 
Oh, I was just wondering, like, what rock bottom looks for t- MSU tailgating. Uh, 2016, there was a couple. Last year, the Indiana game was probably rock bottom tailgating was. I think that's the least amount of people I've seen tailgating. Is that was that the last game? That was the last game. That season. one, I feel like we don't we shouldn't count because it was freezing cold. Well, yeah, it's just like there's obvious reasons, right. Like that you wouldn't want to go. Right. <laughs> I mean, it it is. There's a lot of people listening who know, but. If that last tailgate of the year, um, always. I mean, the Penn State, unless MSU's good, like in twenty one, and even that didn't completely fill up. The Penn State game was, you know, decent. It was a three thirty game, so that helped. But yeah, there's been some late like Rutgers and Maryland in twenty nineteen was really bad. Rutgers in twenty eighteen. I mean, the list goes on. And there on. was, um, I think, two years ago, Maryland. Uh, yeah, I was I was fighting. It was freezing my, cold. I was fighting for my life out there. Yeah, man. man, that game that game was it was raining the whole day, and that was a good that was a really good MSU team too. Was, uh, yeah, we we got the win, yep. of course. Anyway, um, yeah, those late ones are rough, but like average. Um, good for MSU fans, yeah. honestly. Um, I mean, you you want to prove to anybody that MSU fan like people say MSU fans don't care about football. That is totally not true. And at I, all. just imagine if they had a winning record, right? That, I mean, place is, on. that place is one of the greatest – if MSU is good, that place is one of the toughest places to play in the country. Seriously. Like, you, if you go look at the Michigan game in 21, that was probably the toughest environment I've ever seen MSU play in. I've been to Kinnick. I've been to, I've been to the Big House. I've been to uh, Ohio Stadium. I've been to Notre Dame. I've been all over. And I think that was the toughest environment I've ever – Like obviously, I'm a bit biased, but I think that was the toughest <clears throat> road environment I've ever seen a team play in. So – yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty sweet. I I've been to a couple of big, not quite like Ryan, but I've been to Tiger Stadium where um, LSU plays, and M- Spartan Stadium is right there. It, it's right when they're there. Good when they're good, it's it's wild. I mean, I, I would argue, I think it's t- a tougher place to play than Michigan. When M- when MSU's good, I think Spartan Stadium is a tougher place to play than the Big House. Honestly. I, I don't think that's crazy at all. They I mean, there's a reason they call it the silent library. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're 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 not gonna get into those gaslighting bastards today, but I'm sure all of you have been reading the news. But yes, um Yeah, so MSU football finally gets a win. Um honestly, Caden Hauser, he was okay. He wasn't great. He did enough, he didn't make any mistakes, and then Sam Levitt, I don't get what they're doing with him. Like now you can't play him the rest of the year unless you want to burn his red shirt, and I don't. I would just burn it at this point. Like I don't really care, um, but I just don't understand. They had him come in and he he threw a touchdown pass to Montori Foster. So I mean he's, I mean Levitt's got. I, I he's I think he's the future. I think he's the guy. As long as he sticks around, I think he's going to be the dude. But, is can I ask? Is Noah Kim like just like like he's. It's not, like, real injured. He's I just, don't know. He might actually be hurt. I honestly have no idea. Like, he's gone. He's, oh, he's not going to be back next year. I would be shocked. I mean, even, this, like, this year, like, he, he's gone. He's not going to... No, he's not going to play again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Unless um, something... There's, like, massive injury problems with with this team. Who the hell knows? That might actually happen. Okay, so let me ask you this. Obviously, if Kate Hauser goes down out of the game... Sam Levitt basically has to You have to play him, right? Like, unless you want to put Kim in the game or you want to put a walk-on in. I mean, you don't... Yeah. I'd say you just burn it. That's my opinion. Like, red shirts don't really matter nowadays, really. I mean, these kids can transfer whenever they want. Um, I would just play him. Yeah, eligibility has gotten a lot looser lately. It doesn't matter the way it used to. Right. Um, I just don't think... I don't think it's that big of a deal. I would play him. 
I might as well see what you got, right? And Harlan, Harlan wants to win football games. You know, I think he is pretty well aware at this point he's not going to be the next head coach. By the way, I would if he's not on the next staff, please give him a job in like the athletic department or something. Like he deserves it. I know people have been bitching about him all year. The guy got put in an impossible spot. And he's he's a good he's a good man. He's a good Spartan. I think he deserves to stay on in some type of role, right? I think that's fair. I mean, he's he's a good man. I and I I have a lot of respect for him. He's not he's in over his head as a head coach, but He's he's a good man. So, um, yeah, I, I second that. It's not really any of this. Right. None of this. Is I've seen fault. people like blame him. It's like, what do you want the guy to do, man? He didn't accept like a head coaching role. He, he could have, like, yeah, he could have said no. But he's a good Spartan, and he wanted to lead the team through a bunch of turmoil. Like I got a lot of respect for that. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, MSU gets a win. I mean, the defense, the secondary looked good. I. I'm telling you, man, I kind of like Jim Salgado. I would not be mad if he got retained. I think he's done a good job this year. I mean, obviously they got torched early in the year, but they've looked, they've, they've looked better as the years went on, I think. So that's a guy I'd be okay with retaining. Um, Tatum, Mangum, and uh, not Malcolm Jones. Uh, yeah, those two guys uh, specifically I've been – oh, Blake Spencer – those three guys specifically are guys I've been impressed with. I hope those three guys stick around. So, but yeah, I mean, oh, you know, like I'm just not. It is what it is. I, I'm happy they won a game, but reality probably strikes back again this weekend. They go to the horseshoe and a night game. They're probably gonna get murdered. The line's thirty-one and a half. Um, yeah, MSU's not favorite guys. Surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, I. Okay, let I know that we both agree. Ohio State's going to murder Michigan State. Done. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, for someone who legitimately doesn't watch, I just see scores, there's been a couple of games against really bad teams for Ohio State where you think the score should be different than this. And I know that Michigan State is just about... If not the worst... They're team. the second worst team in the conference. Purdue is worse than MSU. Okay, so it's Purdue... Is it early or in Indiana. Indi- so, Indiana won. So it. those are your bottom three? Yeah. Okay. Indiana played them. They Indiana won at Wisconsin last week, so I can't really put them MSU above them, I guess, at this point. MSU so. just beat Nebraska, who, if they had won, would have been like in... In the driver's seat, almost. They would have controlled their own destiny. They, yeah, the, yeah, they just beat Nebraska, who was hoping to win their division. Which... Not a great. Promise. I think there's I mean, that's like of, that's like beating up on a crippled kid, but but there's a lot of <laughs> yes, but there's a lot of like. Uh, I don't know what the word is called. I'm forgetting it. Where one team beats the other, but then that team beats another team that they beat, and it's like you can't do. They're better than this team because uh, they lost to them and they yeah, beat them. The the uh, like it's just like yeah. somebody is winning every other. Just flip a coin for the bottom half of the Big Ten. They're all just kind of trading giveaways, and my whole point is is it is in you know Columbus. The last couple of years watching Ohio State versus Michigan State has been slaughtered. Oh, my God. So I feel like there's a little bit of that. Three years specifically have been, like, really bad. I feel if if of all the years in the past few years, this is the one where things could get weird. I mean, MSU, give them credit. They have generated a lot of turnovers in the, like, past five games. And nobody's talking about it. True. They also turn the ball over a lot. Well, that's the reason nobody's talking about it. But if you just could take that away, 
there you know one of the games was Rutgers or was pouring rain yeah that was a weird game that was actually one of the funnest games I've ever watched just like in terms of like crazy football stuff going on but uh, I didn't prepare this number let's just say there's two giveaways on you know Ohio State turns the ball over and now MSU is like up 10-0 I mean that could, game could get interesting I just I doubt that happens but hey we can all dream I guess it's it's just I mean do we've seen bad MS there's been I mean, you look at 2016, that was a horrible MSU team, and they had a chance to win at the end of that game. But they went for two. They decided. Oh, it haunts me. Yeah, they should have just kicked the extra point. It haunts me to this day. I really didn't think they should. But I don't know if you recall, D'Antonio said they had pre-planned that. If they were in position to go for two for a winner, they were going for it. He said they had already had the convo. So in that respect, you know, hey, if they win the game on the two – it looks great, yeah. Yeah, you're like, let's go. Right. But um, basically, I don't know. Like, why is Ohio State playing close games against these terrible teams? Are they really Explain close? Are me. they really close though? They're winning these games by two plus touchdowns. They're not really. They haven't really been in a close game. Okay, other than it's, Notre Dame. It's a close game. Penn State and Notre Dame in the third only- quarter. Okay. That's fair, but I, I, but MSU is worse than all these teams they played against, right? Like they're worse than Maryland, they're worse than um, who else did they played that kept it close to them? Rutgers, um, they're obviously worse than Penn State and Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I mean, I, if I wanted to really make the argument, I would say to you that there was like three games on the schedule MSU could have won. Of course, yeah, you could say that they could they should have lost the Nebraska. Game. So okay, let's say that. They've won three. They're six and... With a, with a competent coaching staff, this team is... Six and three. Six and three. Okay. I agree. Now, I know we're making... Or at lot, least five and four. Making a lot of exceptions here, but... This six and three team going into Columbus... It's different. It's a different This game. season... Well, that's it's the same team, though. Right. You're saying it's impossible. I'm saying, what if the weird stuff just happens for us How much game? confidence does this team have, though? All right? Like, I, I get it. They won last week, but how much... How much confidence do they have going into this game, right? Probably little. Also, nothing to lose. True. And beating Ohio State would be their championship. There's no bigger... I mean, I guess Penn State, Penn State yeah. and Ford Field would be cool, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I just don't... The last few years against Ohio State, the game's been over before maybe, halftime. Maybe they won't lose by 40-plus this time. Well, <laughs> am I wrong, though? The game's been over yes. by, like, the first quarter. Yes. And you're just like, okay, I don't have to right. even watch. That's or, the point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I left that OSU game last year and a half. I don't feel that way at all about this game. I do. I think they're going to get murdered. I think that's what you think. And and the whole reason I'm bringing this up was to uh, kind of segue into the line. This is a great bet for MSU to cover. Dude, every time we say that, though, like we said that in 21, what was it, 17-point spread? We said in, se- in 2017 that was also like a 17-point spread. They got absolutely murdered. That is true. We we definitely did that, and I hope there's someone listening that remembers that. Um, we were super wrong. That, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the explanation for that that season. I don't know how that game went so poorly. It's kind of, a part of it was Walker got hurt, and Ohio State's just better, like, on the lines, like that's the thing. Their alignment are a thousand times better than MSU's alignment, and that's that's the recipe for getting the shit kicked out of you. I mean, could I not argue that their alignment are a thousand times better than Indiana's? Sure, but Indiana's playing. I mean, yeah, I think that they're playing tougher for Tom Allen. 
I, I get that MSU players haven't really given up, but I think that they've been playing harder, right? Does if we're sense? playing Indiana this weekend, who are you picking? Probably IU. They just beat Wisconsin. Okay. We're, we could just go all day with this because I could say that we just beat Nebraska. Fair, but Indiana beat multiple. They, they've won like two or three Big Ten games, I think. Mm. So, Yeah, I guess I'll give them that. They've, they've closed. They're not so sloppy. Um, what would you say was the biggest change in MSU's win this past weekend? They, they didn't turn the ball over. <clears throat> okay, that's an easy one. But, like, what are the main ways we've been turning the ball over? Picks? Picks, fumbles. Yeah. Um, special teams blunders. I don't, they didn't really have any special – I was shocked. They didn't really have any big special teams blunders. I think they got called for an illegal formation. Shocker. But – um, Amazing. There you go. Ross Ells. Screw you, Ross Ells. Get launched into the sun. <laughs> Where does go he, away. Where does he rank? Like, is he the... I mean, is he an average coach on this staff? Or... Bottom. Bottom of the barrel. He's the worst one. Jay Johnson? 1A, 1B in a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> the op- negative one. Yes. Um... So they're like, yeah, they're the. I'll give Scotty some credit. All right, the defense has looked at least competent, other than the Michigan game. Michigan's a thousand times better than MSU is, but they look they look competent. They were they played tough in the Minnesota game, played tough in this game, played tough in the Iowa game. Other than the Rutgers game where they just completely melted down, they played tough for the most part in that game. The defense is not really the problem; it's the offense because they can't score. I mean, obvious statement there, but, like, Jay Johnson, man, just stealing it. Like I've said multiple weeks, stealing money from Michigan State, man. This guy, complete and utter clown. Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know how else to describe it. It feels like this dude is just sabotaging MSU. Like, it really does. Like, every time I watch him and I see, like, an inside zone or swing pass – like, behind the line of scrimmage, like, bro, what are you, like, legitimately trying to make MSU lose? Like, if, like, I'm not saying that he's trying to, but it, sometimes, like, some of the calls, I'm like, dude, what? Like, I can call stuff, I can see stuff from where I'm sitting. I've said this multiple times this year. And I can call out the play before the, before the play. It's like Michigan, like, Michigan having signals for everybody. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's like Michigan having signals for everybody. It's like the same thing. I can call out what MSU is going to run from my seat before the play starts. Because Jay Johnson is just so predictable. That's the funny part about this. They Michigan sent a guy. Oh, I don't know if it was Michigan that did it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. There was a, they, they had a guy... Phil, like, with spy glasses on, on CMU's <laughs> sideline to... Take video of Jay fucking Johnson's offense. I mean, seriously? Are you guys... You don't need to do that. They run the same five plays every freaking game, man. Like, oh, like that, that, that's the funniest part to me. You guys really had felt like you needed to film MSU's offense? Like, seriously? Oh, my God. Ah, oh, but yeah, that's... Anything that's, to win. Yeah, I guess. I mean... But hey, they, they, it didn't make a difference. They they don't know if it made a difference because a lot they literally just released a statement. I guess I'm going on a tangent here, but I kind of want to talk about it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, they released a statement today in their defense that they they their average wins over the last two games 
were by 38 points instead of the rest of the year where it was 34. You want to know why it was 38 fucking points, Tim? Because they played Michigan State in fucking Rutgers. I mean, dude. Not Rutgers. Sorry, Purdue. So Michigan State and Purdue. The two worst teams in the Big Ten. Like, bar none. The two worst ones. Yeah. Congratulations. You guys beat the crap out of a crippled kid. Seriously? That's your defense? <laughs> like, oh my god. It's, um... I don't even want to talk about right. it. Right. The, the letter from the lawmakers <laughs> is like, my opinion on it, th- there's no other school where some this would happen. People are probably, yeah, the SEC. Like, maybe, they're all maybe. like UM alums. Why are these lawmakers even one of these getting guys, involved? And one of these guys was a guy who I called out for liking jokes about Larry Nasser three years ago. Like, Yeah, totally unbiased in has no agenda here. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's embarrassing that these people are using these, their- these Dude, you guys are lawmakers and politicians. Stay out of sports. Go away. Well, fact- oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, I, let's move on because this is just going to make me angry. The cult. <laughs> people really don't believe us. They're a cult. I've been saying it for years and people thought I was crazy. Guess what? They've proven it over the last three weeks. Congratulations, guys. You proved my point. I hope the Big Ten commissioner just sees... drops the hammer. Well, I, I just hope he sees this for what it is. Like, this is insane. Total grandstanding. Like, crazy. Like, look... They're not even, like, denying they cheated now. Right. They're just trying to gaslight everybody. That's craziness. Um. All right. Let's go on to a more... Um, a fun topic. Yeah. MSU basketball. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast, and I'm not really happy that I have to say this, but I have been sort of worried of this very thing, this very rough start, um, slow. And I don't want to hear any excuses. Like, yes, MSU did go one for 20 from three. They lost by three, right? So if they had just even hit a, a, a low percentage, they, were up, they would have won the game. They were up four with a minute left, and they followed a three-point shooter. That's why they lost. That is, the, that well, is that's, one of the main reasons why they lost this game. Oh, it, there was a million reasons. It's not a main reason. It's a, a one of the uh, hundred main reasons. So, yeah, I guess – there's a lot of main reasons for me. It was just mistakes all over the place. I think they followed a th- two times. They followed a three point shooter. Well, I mean, and you could. They didn't really show replays on those. You got to give a little credit. I know that last one definitely. AJ got that. his hand and like, what are you doing? Why? Um, but l- let's start from the top. Okay. Yes, MSU did miss. One of most of their threes, almost all of them. That's an anomaly. It is. Um, they're you know usually gonna win that game if they like played it exactly the same way because they're not gonna only go one for twenty and then the free throw shooting out started, of this world started out two for ten. Uh, I was watching with friends who never watched basketball and they were just like they kept like just like losing it after every missed free throw. They're like this is like like even they knew they were watching something crazy. Um. <laughs> So the free throw shooting, not great. Three-point shooting, not great. A lot of terrible finishes around the rim. Um, But that's not even the most worrying part. They don't look like a good basketball team, like, at all. 
I don't know in which way they do. There's only one part, two parts. Tyson Walker is really good if you just give him the ball. And he's had a lot of strips, but extremely worrying that they're asking this guy to, like, carry them to a win against James Madison at home. Um, way too much work for him. You know, we've Tennessee didn't count, but that was basically, like, a, re- a real game. He had to play, like, the whole thing because Izzo wanted to win. Um, give credit where it's due. That win brought James Madison in the top 100 of Ken Palm. Hey, they, they are – they're probably like, – they're not a They're a good team. team. They're Obviously, probably going to win their conference. We, we talked about it in the pregame. Like, they are projected to win their conference. I don't want to say they probably will because we don't know what's going to happen. I, honestly, they're – yes, James Madison turned up their um, defense. They looked like a pretty experienced team. They definitely are a team that you could see in March Madness. I, could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like a 12 or a 13 seed but, if they get in. you know, I think the Sun Belt's a one-bid yeah, league. They, so, have, they have to win their conference tournament. So that or be incredible, um, like have an insane season. Like it's not out of the realm. I mean, we could look back. If you remember um, Jaron Jackson's year at MSU, they played Fair State as an exhibition. And Fair State was winning at halftime. And we thought everyone thought that they were going to win the Natty. They were preseason number two in the in the country. They're playing Fair State, a D two team, and Fair State is is beating them just straight up. Well, guess what? MSU ended up winning that game, and Fair State was the Division two national champion. So at the time, we didn't know how good they were. Shout out Michael Peterson. <laughs> um, also, my girlfriend, Fair State alum. So I got to shout out the dogs. Um, so. It, <laughs> they could be good, and I think they look pretty good, and I think that they're probably going to ride this momentum and beat some teams. But the fact still remains, that's a team that's hopeful to get in the NCAA tournament. MSU just lost to them at home, no. and and they trailed like nearly the entire game. MSU looked terrible. I mean, or name a phase of the game. I'll tell you, it was terrible. I would I would give you I would say there was only two players that played well the entire game, and it was Tyson Walker and Cohen Cobb. Yeah, those are the only two ones. Everybody else played like garbage. Malik Hall, he's broken. Yes, I he's mean, shot, dude. Like, oh my this, god, this is not Malik Hall. Like, he is a good basketball player. We are seeing someone it's a, who it's is a, in it's the, a confidence. A confidence it's a are thing. in the dumps, but that's the thing. You can't keep giving him the ball late in the game. He should not He should not have been on the floor in overtime. He was, what, like, at all. I, they should, it should have been coming. After, like, the fourth time, maybe just stop going to Malik. It's not his night. You know what I mean? And he needs to get that back. Obviously, uh, there's no question about it. The team's going to be working on, you know, they're shooting their free throws this, this week. But I think that there's a much bigger problem here. Um the f- starting five with that Malik Hall, that's not going to go. That's not going to work. And honestly, right now, I think you just ease him back. I don't even know how many minutes he needs. He, doesn't, he should not be playing more than 20 minutes a game, in it, my opinion. He was struggling, okay? And if Malik Hall were to hear this, I would say, yes, of course. Malik Hall is struggling right now. That's not his jumper. It's all off. Yeah. The mechanics of his jumper... I, it's ugly, man. I, he has to feel it. Yeah. But it's not easy. You know, they call it the yips. Yeah, I mean, look at Markel Fultz, prime example. Of exactly. It, right now, he's got some version of that. Like, it's all wrong, the way he's shooting it. Um, Cohen Carr is a star. The analytics 
show he's like the most valuable player for the the team when he comes in. Now I say that in quotes. That's using not you know um, your typical was what, like plus twenty two or something. Yeah, on the floor. Um, I don't like using Tennessee. plus minus or anything like. But he was the highest plus minus in this in past this game, game. Um, and then you can just see it. There are plays that we we said. We were watching the game. Like, no one else on the team gets that rebound and, and then gets that two-pointer. Off the free throw, I think if you might remember. Mm-hmm. Huge rebound off a missed free throw. I think it was a front end of a one-and-one. And, one, um, and he just, you know, gets the rebound two points anyway. Right. Okay. Those plays, only Cohen Carr can make. Now, he's very raw in terms of he's, he's not, not really going to sh- He's not – well, he hasn't even attempted. No. I don't think he's attempted one single jump shot. No. Um, other than the like scrimmages between the team, um, he definitely has like fallen asleep a couple of times in defense. But dude, that was his first game. Dude, he's a freshman, man. Like he has to play. And you know what I was thinking the whole time? I was like, this is like if we knew Aaron Henry was going to be Aaron Henry, and we could have just like decided to to start him in game two instead of game ten in twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Cohen Carr just it just pops off the the screen or you know off the court like everything he does is high level um, or can do I should say the defense is lacking but he has to play more that that is just it and now Izzo said in his pressers like basically like nobody's safe at this point yeah he said he played the freshman he he but he's like. I'll believe it when I see it, man. I think he's... No, I... Well, first of all... Booker, Booker only played five minutes in that game, by the way. I thought... I would have liked to see more minutes from him, to be honest with you. I Like, I get it. He's raw. He's not totally ready yet, but... Something... You got something it. went down. We we don't know the full... Right. I, it, it was... There was a, an extremely soft, like, non-effort for a rebound. And I saw it live, and I was like, oh, my yeah, I don't know if you saw... What, Izzo screaming at Sissoko, and then he walked yeah. over to Wojcik, and he's like, he's a fucking asshole. Those well, the exact words what he said. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. Um, there's so many talking points. Um, this one, first of all, and I knew it live because I knew the stat already. This was the first time Izzo's won his home opener by game. First time he's lost, you meant? Or, sorry, I, I meant to say lost. Home opener by the first game. time they've lost a home game in November since 1986 is what the stat was right. that I saw. And this is the first time in Izzo's career he's lost. Yeah, which is like the same stat. Yeah, it's, that's, damn, that's, oh my God. Damn, now, like 30, it's, it's incredibly alarming to me. Um, but when you see these teams of the past, do you remember the uh, COVID year where Duke and Kentucky missed the tournament? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they had, I might be mixing years up, but. I think there was a year where they both had a really bad home loss to like a, a buy, you know, they lost their buy game. Um, and everyone was like, oh my God, like, are they bad? And guess what? They turned out to be bad. I don't think this team's going to be bad. That, that was what I was about to say. The, the problem was they played like a kind of normal game against those teams and lost. This was not normal. MSU is going to be better than one for 20 shooting from three. And the free throw thing. You know, they're going to be better than that. Yeah, and, yeah, they, they would have they squeaked out the win, right? If they had hit a couple more shots, they would have squeaked it out. And we guess what we would have been talking about? Right, right? They found a way to win a game. No, I would have been sitting here saying, 
I'm not gonna get fooled because they squeaked out a win. I would I would have been I would have been fooled, but you would No, 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 because the the body of the well yeah, that might be true. The body of the game though, so many sloppy, ridiculous, like un professional level basketball just, just, just they messing up. up the small easy things Sissoko how are you getting multiple moving screens a game yeah he's a he's a he's a turnover he's machine a and, and he's it, a senior and he's doing the same it's like crap. these momentum killing back breaking mistakes and a senior how are you making this mistake um this is a good segue because i was gonna already say it um since this is not typical you know he's never lost an open a uh, home yeah. opener. That's what I'm saying. Right. I think that you're going to see something atypical tomorrow night. I hope he shows we're recording I hope he starts on, car. We're recording on Wednesday, so tomorrow night being the... By the way, if this game is close at all on Thursday, and we're segueing into it, there are some serious, serious problems. The Southern Illinois, Indiana is awful. They are horrible. Worst team they'll play all season. Um, I, if you're not, like, counting Hillsdale, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, Ryan's right. Like... This is has the makings for a bounce back, you know, feel good game, which I think would be spread will probably be like thirty plus points. Um, I yeah, we can pull it up. I think I it'll know, be I a little bit. They of, dropped it yet? Well, I, Ken Palm, probably. Yeah, Ken Palm spread. Um, Ken Palm's got this at uh, twenty six. Yeah, so it's up there. Um, <clears throat> I think just because of the nature of it, like a they have very high hopes this season. And they open like that. And not even losing to James Madison. That's not it at all for me. It was the way they lost. It was... That, that was terrible they look, basketball. They lost. They don't have any cohesion amongst the group. <clears throat> um, you got guys just playing hero ball. Nobody, or... Yeah, nobody can hit a three. It just turned into, none of you are worthy. Just give it to Tyson. Um, honestly... The, the truth is, Jackson Kohler would have been made yes, for that game. Yesterday. I had said that to my friend that I went to the game with walking out. I was like, if Kohler plays that game, we definitely win. Yes, I, I think that truly. However, another uh, example of fool's gold, that would have been valuable. To, uh, yes, he would have been valuable against James Madison. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. I think when they play much bigger size, like the elite, you know, power six. Like Duke. Yeah. I think that Jackson struggles to contain those guys. And he's he's got a bag, don't get me wrong. But is he stopping anybody? Not often. And I was excited to see his growth in that respect this season. So we're going to have to wait. Hopefully hopefully he is back on you know the schedule January, they said. Yeah. Well, they said before Christmas. Okay. I don't know if there's been an update on that. but So um, hopefully he's back for the Baylor, like something like the Baylor game or something like but that. But, yeah, I mean, no, I do think Jackson Kohler would have been great for that game. Um this is what I wanted to say. I think Madi Sissoko, if there was a person that like might be taken out of the starting lineup, I think he's a very good candidate. Who are you, put, you putting Carr in or are you playing and playing Malik at the five? Who are you put at the five? I guess it doesn't really matter. But. Well, it by default it would be Carson Cooper right now. Okay. So I think I do think this is me saying it now. I think Carson Cooper's starting on Thursday night. And then um I mean we already talked about it. I I want to see Carr play 30 minutes. Carr should be a starter. I do believe that will also happen. So there's two dust-ups for me. And I know that this seems drastic and dramatic, and maybe I'm overreacting. I'm just going off of what Izzo said. And also, we don't see this often, guys. This team has aspirations. He's got to get these seniors. They, they got to get going. Because I'm going to tell you, Hillsdale 
Tennessee, James Madison, they have been bad. Other than Tyson Walker, um, of course, I think he's just kind of... I don't know why Holgard is shooting threes, man. Like, he, he took multiple threes. Just go to the rim, dude. Seriously? Why, why are you shooting three-pointers? Go to the rim. I mean, with the new rules, he should be able to get to the rim and draw fouls all the time. I do not understand why he keeps on standing out on the perimeter. It drives me nuts. Like, just go to the rim, dude. Get fouled or make a bucket. I do Quit think, shooting threes. I do think it's an issue that A.J. Hogard has shot more shots, you know, 15 feet and out. Than he has. Because we talked about inside. that. We, you and I both talked about that. We said that he should not be shooting uh, unless it's a wide open three. Even that's stretching it at this point with the way he been, he's been. The shooting. problem is, is hit enough to the point where he thinks it's it's good. Right. But that is the main reason that MSU has been struggling. Like Malik Hall, AJ Hogard, um, upperclassmen other than Walker that are just well, struggling. They there's there's no production from outside, so then they have to go inside. Guess what? MSU hasn't been able to go inside for years. Yeah, last guy was Tillman. Um, So where's the scoring coming from? That's the big issue. And when they get – if they had scoring, it's easy to go on these runs where, you know, the team – the other team gets demoralized. If they're always within five points, you know, they always have a chance, you know. I think MSU was up six against James Madison. They were up four. No, what? I think you're right. And they then they hit a six. three. Yeah. And they hit a three. They were up six. It was like three somebody missed a switch or I didn't watch, rewatch I, I the game. It was, I think uh, it was Hogarth that missed a switch or something. And wide open three and it went from six to three. And like I actually did think that we like we we made it. Like once it got to six, yeah. I was like we are actually going to win, thank God. Well, we were up by four with – you just don't follow the three-point shooter, man. You win the game. So I many, mean, oh my God. So many mistakes. That was Hogarth again. I mean we don't have to say it, but it – Rough night from him. And, like, I feel like, like, obviously his body language has always been bad. But it's kind of like he's stopped. He's, he doesn't care now. The problem like, is he's he, just like, I quit. He's a senior. He should not be acting like that. Period. Right. I'm, like, if, you're, if he's a freshman, like, whatever, dude, you know. But guy's a senior. He's been in the program for four years. That's ridiculous that he's acting that way. They need – and I don't think enough people have said it. Didn't have any shooting. Garrick Norman didn't play. Yeah, I just he hasn't played. He hasn't played since the Hillsdale game at all. I mean, in that game, you can't give him a try. Yeah, I would have. I would. I mean, obviously, we're Norman guys, friend of the podcast. But I, I would have liked to see him play. I mean, seriously. Also, like shooting is somewhat of a premium now. Like he can hit. You've shots. got a guy on the bench. That's what he's known for. Play him. Make us run a set. I mean, I guess if you bring a guy in all of a sudden who's a shooter on the scouting he's been, report, he's been cold. Um, he hasn't played. Yeah. Well, all, you know, the other teams go. Okay, this is a shooter, right. but you know, he's not just a one-dimensional player. I just think defend, of. Yeah. I was thinking of this um, yesterday. I was like, you know, all these Matt McQuaid comparisons. He's not even going to play against Duke. Yeah. And guess where Matt McQuaid made his the name? Duke game. No, it was Kansas. Kansas game. Yeah, and um, the Champions Classic. But I'm just saying, like, those kind of moments are, are there for the taking right now, this team. We don't know who's going to start. I do predict Cooper, Carr, Aikens, Walker, and then here's me dropping the bomb. I'm not 100% certain that A.J. Hogard starts. You think Fear starts over him? I would say if I was a betting man. Or Holloman. If I was a betting man, I'm... 
going to bet on Hogard. I do think it's up. I do, I do think he's one of the guys who could be on the chopping block. I, I think if you see the starting lineup and he's not starting, you shouldn't be like, whoa, that right. came out of nowhere. Right. So I, that's my one thing. I do think Cooper and Carr are going to start, though. Okay. I mean, I hope you're right. It's also a perfect game to do something like this. Yeah, because you're playing, this is the worst team on the Exactly. Sports. And send a message. Because we've seen the worst of AJ Hogarth so far. He's going to. He's going to flip that switch. Yeah, he'll, he'll have some good games. I, I just wish he'd be consistent. That, yeah. you know, we, we talked about that. That's his biggest season. issue. That's he said problem. it at Big Ten Media Day. That is his biggest issue. He somehow knows it, somehow hasn't fixed it. Getting a little late, getting a little worried. This, this, is, it. this is it, dude. It's time for you to get, to get it together. Shooting hasn't been great. Um, and that's your starting point guard. So Figure it out, man. Something, you know, I... You know, there's probably a lot of there. I there were people saying it. That was a game where if they had Joey Hauser, he would have put up, you know, fifteen plus. Yeah, and Absolutely. he would have had some open threes that they ran, you know, pin downs and other screens. My buddy, for him. my buddy was texting me that during the game. He's like, Hauser would, Hauser would hate this game. But get get we've said that about Jackson Kohler and Joey Hauser, the two whitest people on, <laughs> that played at MSU. All right, Carson, Carson Cooper exists, by the way. He's from J-Town, all right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. That's true. Jackson Kohler is from freaking Utah, so. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that is true. That's when Joey Hauser always excelled. It's the James Madisons yeah. of the world. I mean, he had some good games. And no, yeah, he did. And uh, I'm not trying to down on Joey Hauser because he had a great senior season, won us that Davidson game. But... Um, like, we shouldn't be, like, longing for the players that struggled against the best teams in the country. Um, when it came to, like, size and maturity, strength, um, Joey, I mean, it, the stats would prove it. Like, the biggest, um, best teams, probably his worst games in MSU's, in his MSU uh, career. So, that's just how it was. He wasn't athletic. Uh, Jackson Kohler hasn't had a lot of time to prove anything. He looked, um, he'll, his body looked different. I, I was excited for him. And, again, I do think that, like, he could do something for his team, for this team. But the defensive end, the worry for me, um, who knows? He's just got to prove me wrong, right? Like, we haven't seen enough. I do think that, like, when he gets back, though, the offensive thing is going to be cooking. He's puts all his time and effort into that side of the ball, I think. Um, okay, so... You know, Southern. there's there's not a lot to take away from Southern Indiana. Nice. We're not gonna like preview them. Um, you want to listen to a preview? I don't listen to the Final Four on the schedule. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, but Ryan's right. I mean, this team is 333rd on Ken Palm. If you consider, there's I think 360 or something. 362. Like yeah, it might be. Might be a few off of that, but uh, if you consider that, this is a bottom tier, terrible, you know, D one basketball team. By far the worst team on MSU schedule. Yes, by six, by like seventy spots. So if MSU were to struggle against this team at the Breslin, it would be safe to say that things are really bad. The alarms are going off. It and that's the truth. I think that a lot of people 
let's say MSU wins by 10. I think a lot of people would would love to brush it off. There was a lot of you guys out there saying natty, okay? I was really hesitant to ever get into that. Final Four. Final Four is more reasonable to me. Natty is... Prove me wrong on that. But um, usually teams that win the natty, you know, they don't struggle with James Madison. And the reason they struggled is they haven't figured it out, the fit, right? But there's no promise that that's... Like, for sure going to happen. Actually, in fact, I think that this will be one of Izzo's hardest coaching jobs that he'll ever have. Um, the The fact that he's got, like, a bunch of upperclassmen that have already done it. And to, like, have to actually unseat one or two of them. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Well, I mean... For him, at least. Well, no. And which are the right ones, I think... So far, if you wanted to go off of so far, this is pretty easy. It's Hall and Sissoko. Those are the two guys, in my opinion. It's just... And then then balancing, unseating them for a freshman or whatever. It could be a sophomore. But sitting them for one of them. And then keeping them happy and keeping them progressing to the point where then they... When they come off the bench, they're actually good for you. That's a whole other... Like... I mean, Hall was coming off the bench last year after he came back. I was when he came back from his injury, but he was coming off the bench. I mean, it's not like he's not he hasn't been in that role before, right? And but this would be he's a captain. This would be based purely on performance, yeah, and not like hey, you're not one hundred percent. We get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you've been playing bad, and against Tennessee, he brought that Spartan dog energy, like the like hype energy plays, jumping on the floor type thing. So he probably thinks that – I don't know. I, I think that um, just because he played bad, um, getting benched, I don't, I don't think he would love that is my point. Probably not. But Izzo said something interesting in one of his interviews. He said all of the relationships, the, times he, the time he spends building with these people, their families, you know, like getting to know them, making sure that they're actually people in his life and not just some players. He said this is – when all of that is going to pay off. Which I found was a really interesting comment. Because Izzo's always really focused on that, right? Like, that's not just talk at Michigan State. He really does, like, text people's parents. Right. You can talk to them. Hey, how's your girlfriend? Blah, blah, I know that happens a lot of places. But this definitely happens at Michigan State. Um, and he said that all of that time to build that trust and, you know, the friendship amongst his players, but also the respect of his authority... That's when, like, him benching some of these guys and bringing someone else in who's playing better, but then they don't hate him because of it because he has such a good relationship right. they, with they him. They respect him. Then it, it creates an even better, stronger team. Um, now, this isn't, you know, always perfect. It doesn't always go exactly that way, of course. But that's what Izzo for, foresees, that he's going to have to make some tough decisions and they're going to have to trust him. And he thinks that they will. Um, I was thinking about it long and hard. I, I didn't want to get, overreact to this loss. But it's extremely concerning to lose the opener in the way they did. It was, I mean, they played terribly. The team looked terrible. Like, they can't finish. Monty Sissoko basically 
tripped over himself and like did a 360 like somersault on a breakaway instead of dunking. Yeah, I, I dude, I, I was telling my friend, I was like, dude, he's got stone hands. Like seriously. Well, it's just like that's not MSU basketball is an extremely high level. That's not an extremely high level. Right. That is bad. Like, what are we doing? Just looked like a team that could miss the tournament, to be honest. Yeah. Looked like a lower half Big Ten team, truthfully. Um, that was extremely concerning. I don't want to overreact and say, like, I think MSU could miss the tournament. No. Um, obviously, is what I'm saying. I'm, I don't want to go there. But, um, you know, Izzo is going to have to earn his Hall of Fame tag this season. I, I think that... It's not going to be easy for him to figure this one out because of all the upperclassmen, because of all the the firepower and the freshmen. Dude, I could, I think you can make the case that three of the start, uh, freshmen should be starting. Think it's gonna be, you think Booker should start? Like, well, you could make the case for it is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, he gives up some things, but this kid is oozing with potential, yeah, hasn't gotten, a, like, a, even a chance. And the second he, like, starts to feel comfortable, like, their ceiling is going to, like, shoot to the sky. That's my point. I have seen Booker enough to know he's not, like, a one-and-done Kevin Durant. I get it. He's not Jaron Jackson. He isn't. Um, But what I know is he has a lot to offer and hasn't really gotten any chance to do so. Carson Cooper, big body, going to play a lot. Manu Sissoko, big body, probably going to play a lot. Going to make a lot of mistakes, has been. Always has. Xavier Booker, he's going to make a lot of mistakes. But can it really be worse than what Madi's giving you right the guy, now? The guy gives you three-point shooting. I mean, he's got a lot of length, you know. He's and... Yeah, he offers a little bit. Um, it's just the, the core things that he struggles with that Izzo, like, that's just a... A non-starter, you know, doesn't he missed the box out or it was just extremely weak? Boom, bench for the whole game. Um, I think you know he did say that he he ended up coming out and saying that Booker was late to a couple of things, so that's why he didn't play as much in Tennessee. Maybe that's still happening, but Izzo said he was going to play the freshman more, so I'm surprised with the. I think it was because he missed the box out and it looked really bad. I'll be honest. He's got to play more. I I think, you know, what we've seen so far, it can't be a lot worse than what um, Sissoko, Hall, and even Hogard have offered so far. And those guys are better than what we've seen. Why not give them a little, like, you know, a fire, fire in their belly? Why are we... I don't know. I guess he really just wanted to win the James Madison game and get out of there and then figure it out after. So he tried to play his guys. But against Southern Indiana, I really, really think it, you could see three of them start. And honestly, I think they could be actually look good. Um, I mean, they're play- yeah, they should look good regardless. I mean, Southern Indiana sucks, but I get what you're saying. MSU just has no cohesion. Um, not hitting shots doesn't help, but I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. It's like passing is bad. Dribbling is bad. Movement off the ball. There was a play yeah, where Walker standing. had the ball. Everybody just standing, standing there. on the perimeter for like thirty seconds. I don't. That's longer than the shot. It was a long time. 
and you're just like, what is like this? Gay Brown's going to catch a stray here, but it was like watching Gay Brown <laughs> just standing on the perimeter. Well, at least he was a 40% shooter. Yeah, true. I mean, why are you standing on the perimeter, Madi Sissoko? <laughs> I don't get that. Um, I don't understand how he's been so rough. Um, but yeah. I am very concerned with the way things are going now. Um, if you If you're an Izzo believer... You really need to trust in him on this one because um, he's got a lot of work to do. I think that he can do it. I think it's possible for him to transform what we've seen from James Madison to a team that can make the Final Four. I think Ryan definitely agrees with that. He, he wholeheartedly heartedly believes that. But I'm a little further from believing it than you. Honestly, I was disturbed before the game even ended. I was like... Yeah, they got off a big lead again. I mean, they, I mean she went down big again. Well, I mean, like, where's the shooting? Right. I'm scared. I, I, I think that was, a, that was a huge... Well, no, but I mean, yes, Tyson Walker is not going to be unconscious every night. The fact that yeah, but that Jaden Akins also couldn't hit that's, is crazy. That's not going to happen. Malik yeah. Hall's broken. So where's the shooting coming from? Because Cohen Carr's not going to be shooting threes. I, I guess he could... Akins At will, this point, Akins you should let him. Akins, Akins will start making shots. I'm pretty Yeah, convinced. and Walker. Yes. But that's two guys. Where's the shooting coming from? I mean, maybe maybe throw Garrick Norman in there and see what he's got, man. Like, seriously. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Trey Holloman, he's officially 50% on the season. Yeah, he is. He's the only right. person that hit a three. We haven't talked about him a lot. He's all right. Um, but, you know, we're... Game one, James Madison... Um, you know, a lot, I've seen a lot of good things with Jay Holloman. Very quiet still. I think maybe some defensive plays. Wish but we had a guy. Wish we had a guy like Kurt Tang on this roster this year. There's just shots. there's just a lot of like, kind of, black holes on offense, yeah. and it's the, it's it's worrying. And then defensively, so many mistakes. I mean, just that's the, what's the, killing the them. Bad switches. Like, yeah. yeah, they're not like. A very locked in defensive unit, and it's like you, the starters, they're all been there for years. Like, well, how are you not? Right. Um, I I'm just confounded by what what I saw to the point of, you know, really scary. And the season that they opened, I even used that as an example. The season that they opened number one overall with Cassius, and they lost to Virginia Tech. They lost to Duke or whoever it was. Um, had some bad games. And we were like, maybe this team just isn't good. And they barely ended up with some help getting a share of the Big Ten championship. But they were playing insanely well that year. That was COVID year, of course. Um, they looked really bad that first half of the season. And, and then they kind of just figured it out. And they were just cooking. But guess what? Cassius Winston was the point guard. I think we all kind of felt like at some point they're going to figure it out. They've got Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. That's your two pillars of your basketball team. I mean, they've got Tyson Walker, but who's the second dude? Well, he's not even the point guard. And then no strength in the, around the rim. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm officially concerned, like, in a big way. I do think that Izzo 
can figure it out. I do think it's possible that this team can be very good. But I have to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to have a lot of fun for the next two months. And that that might be to some people an overreaction. But me saying I think that like they're going to disappoint us versus the expectations of a top 10 basketball team. I think I think that's very real possibility. Now, all that being said, if they go and beat Duke. We're back on the bandwagon. Well, you know, well, I'm not going to be fully on the bandwagon because we've done that too many times. You know, a Champions Classic game is in November. You can't get too worked well, up. Yeah, but then you're not as worried, right? Not as worried, yeah. Um, that would be, you know, basketball's a funny sport. It's a lot of confidence when it comes to shooting. Shooting, you know, in the end, like, usually a champion ends up being pretty damn good at shooting. It's hard to win a championship without it. Um, so a lot of confidence involved in shooting. Defense is what they say travels, though. And I haven't seen that locked-in defense either yet. So, to be honest, it's not been good on either side of the ball. That doesn't make for a very good basketball team. So I need to start seeing one good side. Then maybe we we can talk. Um, So right now, it's just going to be like A.J. Hogard flips his switch is the only chance I see MSU winning this game, which it could happen. I mean, that's kind of game. Like, yeah, that's kind of like it's almost like setting up too perfectly if you think about it. Like he's going to be all weird at Breslin tomorrow, and then when the lights come on, he's going to just that's like bully some kid. Yeah, that's what he does. He's a he's a interesting um, sort of. His mental, it's like, I can't ever figure out A.J. Hogard. Whenever I think I have, um, he he uh, surprises me. And, you know, either, like, pulls some crazy, like, performance out of his ass or will be, like, the worst player on the court. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you have such vicious right. swings? Um, concerning when your starting senior point guard is still going through this against James Madison at home and also wasn't very good against Tennessee. Um, we're just going to hope that James Madison and Tennessee are really good this season because that would make things a lot better, right? What if they were both, like, lights out good? That'd be great. <laughs> um, lastly, somebody might be wondering, um, the James Madison loss, we don't have net yet. That's what they base uh, quadrants, which is what everything when it comes to seeding is based on. Um, we don't have the net ratings, but if we were to go off of Ken Palm, um, I would consider it very unlikely that this loss ever falls into the Q4 loss category. Q4 losses are death, like a re- resume wishes. killer. Death wishes. Resume killer. Like at Michigan last year. They lost to Central, and that was a Q4 loss. The Central loss last year for Michigan was what kept them out of the yep. NCAA tournament. Um this is not that. I'm just going unless James Madison is much worse than we're all projecting, which is in which it's in the realm of possibility. It's very likely that this is going to end up being a quadrant 3 loss. Not good, but also you can bounce back from that. And um I think it's important to say that it is in the realm of possibility that it could 
James Madison could have a good season and earn us up to a Q2, which would be awesome, to be honest. So, anyway, um, just in case anyone was wondering, you know, because that was actually my first thought. I was like, holy crap, did we just get a Q4 loss no. on day one? No. Um, I knew there was Q3 at the worst. Yeah. Um, I could give you the numbers, but, like, the range – James Madison would really have to struggle this season for it to fall into a Q4 range. So something to monitor. I really do think that's something we should keep track of. Yes. For sure. Okay. Um, Let's go to our picks, right? Yep. So Ryan and I um, had a decent... No, No, we we did not have a good week. The opposite of that, sorry. We both lost. Um, Ryan went three and four. I went two and five. That's two in a row for me. Maybe uh, stay off of my bets for now because... I put the Nebraska cover as a guarantee lock, and I was going to bet real money on it and didn't. And, you know, good, good, thing, you didn't. good thing I didn't. Um, so, anyway, Ryan's at 45 and 29. I'm at 42 and 32. We both have three pushes. All right. Ohio State welcoming the Spartans. 31 and a half point favorites, Ryan. Well, I'm going to pick OSU just. Ryan with, Ryan with OSU. Well, I had a whole spiel on this earlier, so I got to go with my Spartans. So I, we're on a winning streak. Hey, I hope I'm wrong. Both teams are on a winning streak. Something's got to get. <laughs> yeah, one game. Uh, <laughs> Penn State hosting Michigan. Michigan's four and a half point favorites. This is home, a stripe out. Home dogs, baby. I think Penn State wins this game straight up. Let's go. Nittany Lions. Let's get it. Michigan. I'm buying it. Michigan's going to win. so Get those cheating bastards the hell out of here. Anytime Ryan's emotionally talking about Michigan. I'm usually wrong. Yeah, so. <laughs> Michigan's going to – they're going to win probably by a touchdown or two. This game's at State College. I think they have a good – I think Penn State's got But it's at noon. That's true. I do hate that. Well, how is this game at noon? Thank you, Fox. You suck. By the way, Fox can keep keeps on ki- kissing Michigan's ass. Surprise, surprise. Ooh, They're God. like, we got to put it at noon. That'll be good for Michigan. <laughs> um, okay, Illinois, six and a half point favorites over the Hoosiers. Give me IU. IU just beat Wisconsin. I think they can cover six and a half here. I'm just gonna ride with that. Don't really know anything that's going on with Illinois at all. Um, but you know, IU's getting some points. Um, Nebraska. Hosting Maryland. Maryland is two and a half point favorites on the road. This is my lock of the week. I'm picking Nebraska. I think they win this game straight up. You know, I've been riding them all season, and then they scorned me last week. Maryland sucks, dude. They lost four in a row. And this is a this is at Nebraska. Do you know what time of day? I think it's an eleven o'clock local kick. Mm. Gross. I'm gonna go with the Cornhuskers. Iowa. One and a half point favorites over Rutgers. I'm gonna pick Iowa here. Like it's at Kinnick. I keep on riding with the Hawkeyes, and they did screw me a couple times. But for the most part, when I pick them, they they've been solid. Very small spread. I'm sh- I'm pretty and sure the over under on that is twenty eight and a half. By the way, fascinating. <laughs> I think when you've got such a small spread, you can just go with the home team and, yeah. and feel good about it. So Iowa's got to win to make. Make the big time. Yeah, so they're also motivated. Yeah. Um, Purdue, one-point favorites hosting Minnesota. I'm going to pick Minnesota here. Purdue is like the worst team in the Big Ten. I know it Purdue's at home, but 
I'm going with I'm going with PJ Flag. I'm just throwing the boat. Like hoping you're right that Purdue's that bad, and I'm going to ride with under that belief. All right, Wisconsin nine and a half point favorites over Northwestern. This game's in Camp Randall. Yeah. I wouldn't touch this line with a ten foot pole in real life, but I'm gonna pick Wisconsin here. Actually, I'm gonna pick Northwestern because I don't like that nine and a half points. I'm picking Northwestern, um, because you know Northwestern's been kind of sneaking by some people, and then Wisconsin just lost to Indiana. Yeah, yeah. and Northwestern doesn't even have to win. Right. So just cover. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. All right. I don't. I, I can't say ride with us, but do whatever yeah, you want. It's the first. <laughs> I think that's the first losing league I've had all year. So, but it's very exciting. We're about to have college basketball picks. Now, the reason we haven't started is because we always do Big Ten games. Big Ten games specifically, like between Big Ten teams. In football, since there's less games, you know, less, you know, opportunities. Just pick them all. We we start with week one. Plus, Ryan's a degenerate, and it pays the bills. True story. I, mean, <laughs> I wish that was the case. But, hey, we'll, we'll ride with that narrative and say it's true. You just bet against MSU and you're, you're winning a, money. A, yeah. a rich man. Yep. You're sitting on a. Beach Other than somewhere. last week, yeah, sitting on a beach somewhere. Yep. All right. Um. Yeah, I <clears throat> didn't think we were going to be on the pod talking about MSU football win, MSU basketball <laughs> yeah, loss. No kidding. That would have been a high odds to have picked that Man, Can you imagine a parlay on that? <laughs> oh, my God. The parlay of misery. Um, I mean, like... I mean... Not good. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want the football... I, if, yeah, Who cares? I, I, I agree with you, actually. And I'm more of a football guy. I would have switched that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Um, if you want to do the... Well, this will wake them up thing. Okay, sure. But you understand that this was the exact, like... Kind of thing is what happened at Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's supposed to be good. Um, just kind of like dogged them. Just were, was murdering them to start the game. And then, you know, they didn't have enough to ever come back and didn't look good. Right. Tennessee and um, James Jeez. Madison. Two teams that you could see in the NCAA tournament. That's what MSU's aiming for. I think um, they got to really tighten some things up. And I don't know where the shooting's coming from. When you're having all those guys on the court, it's an issue for me. It really is. Um, Cohen Carr, love him. Has to play. Not a shooter. Not yet. I don't know how you can uh, be worse than zero for whatever Malik Hall shot, but maybe give him a chance. Give him a shot. All right, Ryan. You got anything else to say? Nah. Uh, hopefully Tony Batiti drops the hammer on Michigan tomorrow. What I'm open for, but I'll believe we want to see it. Should be an interesting day. On I am hoping Michigan fans go, go all full QAnon shaman tomorrow. Please, for the love of God, for my own sanity, let that happen. I, wonder, <laughs> I mean, like, what are the actual odds they march the Capitol? I said they're pretty high. They're, they're, people like Wolverine devotee will go to the Big Ten headquarters and they will camp out there. Seriously, <laughs> they will. I, I, they will. That gross color flooding our streets. Not on my watch. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, so we're, we're going to definitely talk before Duke because yeah, we want to talk. We're going to record him. probably on Monday. Night. So it's just going to be the football game in Southern Indiana. I'm going to tell you right up, straight up, 
I'm not going to take a lot for some from Southern Indiana, other than hopefully the talking point of he switched up the starters. Right. Um, but if you guys watch that game and MSU wins by 35 and everyone's like, yeah, we're back. Stop. Stop it. That's not the competition they want to be playing Worst in March. Team all season, no play. They want to be playing Tennessee and James Madison in March. Um, and again, we don't even know if James Madison's going to be there or if they're even good. We're just basing that off of preseason predictions. Guess what? They also said MSU is going to be good. Doesn't they look might, like it at they all. Might, they might be at the end of the year. That MSU team we watched on, uh, what was it? Monday. Monday. Um, if it was just that all year long, they're not making the tournament. Straight, that MSU team would not make yeah, the tournament. They're not shooting one for 20. Right. Three. Every but, I, yeah, I'm saying all across the board, all of their, you know, Every facet of the game, of course, if they shot that bad, they would never win anything. But who knows? All right. Let's get out of here, Ryan. Um, pretty certain there will be. really wish this pod wasn't an hour and, a, and five minutes long, but thanks to MSU guys. <laughs> yeah, how is that possible? Um, all right. Let's beat Southern Indiana by 100, and then I'll change my mind. I will actually change my mind <laughs> if we won by 100. Okay. All right, Ryan, go green. Go white. Dylan, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to Minneapolis. Up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come.